Seen in Grace Christian Center, welcome to my spiritual dad, Apostle Philip D. Durber. Please receive him. Love you. Have a good time tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! It's good in here. Cloud. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful! What a time in the presence of the Lord! I'm sitting over there just uh, just a moment ago, and it's like, man, I'm in a jacuzzi, you know. Just want to just, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I got to preach. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! It's good to be with our extended family. That's what you are to us, you know. Uh, I've been in the ministry. I'm in my fourth decade now, and and. Uh, I used to go all over the place. Now I go to the places. I'm very selective in where I go. And uh, this place is at the top of the list of where I go. <laughs> because I don't have time to waste downloading from heaven, downloading to God's people, as, and and all I am is an entertainer. That's not what this is all about. And you guys are participators. That's what I love about you. And I've watched your pastors just uh, do what they hear, and they have what they've done. Right? And so, uh, you know, the cars out there are looking different <laughs> from 11 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know there were some uh, indebted cars out there 11 years ago, but, I, you know, those, those, those kind of, you can, you can tell something ain't right with them things, right? And y'all dressing real nice. Can I go on and say this? Y'all smell real good. Man, Chris come walking over by me while I'm going. Chris got a smell to him tonight now. <laughs> it's a good smell. Pauline, it's a good smell. It's a good smell. Very good. Rich. I want to welcome my church family, Faith Victory Church. I know you're watching. You're, you're commanded to watch. And so uh, thank you, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Kim, for your hospitality, how you host us. You don't know. They, they call us, do you all need anything? Do you want this? Do you want that? Can we do this? Can we do that? I mean, he's, uh, Pastor Jonathan calls us today. Uh, he bought a hot dog stand. Now, that took a whole lot for me to cast that down. And, I'm, I'm, and, and, and I, I walk over by the pool where Alberta's got her Bible meditating. And I, and I said, Pastor Johnson, about a hot dog stand. She said, boy, I like them hot dogs, honey. But, you know, uh, and I'm like, he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, thank you all. Thank you all for being uh, 
for not being rebellious children. Glory be to God. Had enough of them. Praise the Lord. We'll tell somebody they're smelling real rich tonight. And you may be seated. Thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. want to start tonight by just a, a Pastor Jonathan had mentioned uh, the five times, the 5X. You know, you buy, you buy something that's a 5X, it, 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 it'll, it'll swallow you up. <laughs> you ready to get swallowed up with a 5X? But the whole point in that was Benjamin, the last, shall be first. And Jesus repeated that statement over and over again. The last shall be first. The last shall be first. The last shall be first. Well, I really believe we're the last. You know, the Bible talks about the last days, you know, and what will happen in the last days and tells us the signs of the last days. And I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I do know about y'all. Down here in St. Pete, it's looking like last days out there more than ever before. But this is why you can't. Yeah, I understand from time to time you, you need to check in on what the weather is going to be or even what the news is happening. But if, you, if, you, if you're not careful, that, that it, it, the, the news out there, is, it, 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 it will cause you to be addicted to it like, like a soap opera. Remember those soap, soap operas back in the day? You, you, you Remember the soap operas? I said remember, not the I said remember. You could, you, could, you could not watch it for a, a, a year and a half, two years, turn it on, there you are again. Right there. As the world turns, all my children, General Hospital. Right, hey! <laughs> Days of our lives, right? As sand in the hourglass. <laughs> But something, you, you guys know I love horses, right? Yes, My name, Philip, means lover of horses. And uh, I live in horse country. I mean, the very place of the most sought-after horse stallions is 20 minutes from where we live, if that. I mean, it's, I've been on that uh, uh, horse farm, and uh, it's exquisite. You can drive on that farm for miles. They got, they got street lights on, on, on the road within the farm, right? And uh, just, just it's premier. But uh, it seems like God has been uh, quickening me with horses. And... Uh, because of what's going on in the world, uh, the Kentucky Derby, always the first Saturday in May, it didn't run. First time in history. And if you know anything about the Triple Crown, the Triple Crown is uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. 
right? And uh, Kentucky Derby, you know, they used to kid me when I was growing up, call me, call me Kentucky Derby because Derber, right? And so uh, I didn't realize how prophetic that may be. But, and, and we're not going there tonight. I, I'm, I'm saying this to uh, put a capstone on Sunday morning. And so uh, because the pandemic, uh, the Kentucky Derby didn't run and the Preakness didn't run, but the Belmont, the last the last, come on now, it ran, and it ran uh, back in June, uh, just a few weeks ago, and it caught my attention, because once the Kentucky Derby ain't running, I, I don't want to watch them horses this year, and you know, just, so when the Belmont run, I didn't even watch it. And uh, Alberta tell you, I don't watch a whole lot of sports, but when the Kentucky Derby's on, I'd, I, I'd be watching two hours beforehand for two-minute two race, right? Run for the roses. And uh, I told, and you, you all have heard this, in 2015, there was a horse named American Pharaoh, and I told my people, if that horse wins, there's going to be a president that favors the church, just like the Pharaoh that favored Joseph and the church, see? And that was in 2015, and, of course, that happened. Now, you know, I don't like everything that how he, you know, the president talks. You know, there, there's, what he's saying most times is right. He's just saying, saying it the way I would have said it. <laughs> I'd have left out a bunch of cuss words too, you know what I'm saying? But but you can't deny that he's favored the church and, and restored things back to the church. And so when that happened, I said, well, praise the Lord. My, my people were like, whoa, right? And then when Justify, when that horse Justify uh, won the Kentucky Derby, uh, actually beforehand when I found out he was running, I told my people, I said, this is in 2018 now. And there's only been 13 Triple Crown winners, period. See? And uh, if in 2018, uh, Justify uh, was this horse that uh, was a contender in the Kentucky Derby, but what caught my attention was his name, Justify. Who names a horse Justify? Well, there was a lady in my church who, who knew the, the uh, manager of the Windstar Farm, and she said, because I brought up, who would name a horse Justify? She says, I know the guy. He's a Christian. And he, he, he named that horse Justify from Romans chapter 10. I said, really? And so I told my people before the Triple Crown, you can go back in the archives, I said, if this horse was to win the Triple Crown, something is going to happen with captivity of God's people. Now, 70, because if you back up to 1948, there was a Triple Crown winner, Citation, right? He was born and bred right there in Lexington, Kentucky, and he won the Triple Crown. 1948 is the year Israel became a nation, and North Korea went from being a Christian nation to communism. 
See, I ain't got time to stay here long, but, uh, and this is not my message. Look at your neighbor and say, you still smell good. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so uh, I, I told my people, I said, if, if, if justifies to win the triple crown, it's exactly 70 years since citation. Now, has anybody ever had a citation? Don't raise your hands, my goodness. You know what a citation is, right? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, right? But then 70 years later, justification, justify. Citation, warning, justify 70 years. And I said, watch what happens to the church about captivity going free for God's people. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like dream. So, uh, you know, I ain't interested in nothing about 2020 as far as horse racing. And then uh, I found out uh, when the Belmont, the last shall be first, whoa, 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 this first time in history. This first time in history. So I went back to 2019. What happened there? Well, in 2019, there was a horse that won the Kentucky Derby called Maximum Security. But it's the first time in Kentucky Derby history he's disqualified. Hello. So I'm sitting there, you know, and they take a long shot horse, country, country house. It's 65 to 1 and award, award the long shot the victory. Is anybody still with me? Yes. Right? So in 2020, the last shall be first. Now, I'm just going to go on and say this. The horse that won's called Tis the Law. Tis the Law. He was sired by a horse named Constitution. Constitution is famous, you know what for? For winning the Florida Derby. That's the big one. And see, to, con <laughs> I told my people, and you know, you guys are kind of like my people here, you know, that if tis the law, the last shall be first. If by some, I mean, he don't have to for this to be fulfilled or, or be a sign because just the last shall be first is already in play. But you watch, if he was to win the Triple Crown and he's favored in the Kentucky Derby in September, watch the shakeup in the law system. Tis the law coming out of Constitution. Watch Supreme Court justices, federal judges, state judges, those that are, are crooked judges and those that are, you know, all this kind of stuff, Right? So because I love horses, I, and some of you may have seen this, but I, I like watching it. I got thinking, what is the greatest comeback a horse has ever had as far as horse racing goes? And supposedly, there's, you got that video ready back there? That supposedly, 
uh, this horse called kaleidoscopio, where we get our English word kaleidoscope, right? Now, now this this horse. I'm going to show you this video. If, if nobody else likes it, I like it. <laughs> and this horse, they call this the greatest comeback in horse racing history. What makes it unique is this horse is 10 years old. Very 10. 10. Yeah, it's old. See, now, now it, the odds are against them because most horses... They race uh, till till five, unless you're unless you're a premier horse like Tis the Law. Just he's already he's already contracted to be with American Pharaoh and Justify at at the horse farm uh, that Alberta and I were on. He's already contracted there. It's already signed, sealed, and delivered just by what he's done so far, right? So kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope, I like this fella. And, but I want you to understand, no matter how, where you are in life, no, no matter how far you may seem like you're behind today, behind on your rent, behind on whatever, the last, when God plops five times down on your plate, when he gives you 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment, when you've been living a bullied life by the system out there, come on, somebody. It's refreshing to see a, to, to see a come from behind victory. Roll that thing back there. All in line and ready for this Brooklyn handicap at a mile and a half. They're off in the Brooklyn and quick Casablanca and percussion at good start. And Ruler on Ice is right there with Bird Run to the inside. And then comes Flashy Sunrise. Fast Falcon goes up in between horses. But a gap of another two lengths back to keep me informed. And then the late-running 10-year-old Kaleidoscopio at the back of the field as percussion leads the way into the first turn. Percussion on top by a length and a half. Ruler on ice kept three wide. On the far outside, in between horses is Quick Casablanca. And then Bird Run along the inside. 24 seconds flat for the opening quarter. That's a pretty solid pace for this mile and a half distance. Flashy Sunrise is in fifth right now and racing four lengths off the lead. A ground-saving run for Keep Me Informed, who's clear of Fast Falcon. And it's a good ten lengths back to Aaron Ryder and Kaleidoscopio biding their time at the back of the field of 48 and two half mile. Percussion going up the back stretch in front by two and a half lengths. A Belmont Stakes winner, Ruler on Ice, is running in second position. And then comes Quick Casablanca in third, just to the inside. Then Bird Run, Keep Me Informed, Flashy Sunrise. They're all across the track. And Fast Falcon's getting closer now. Fast Falcon gaining some ground. Six and a half lengths off the lead. And Kaleidoscopio's even farther behind than he was before. He's way out of the race right now. They've gone three quarters of a mile in one twelve and four, and now they enter the far turn where the beat goes on for percussion. Who's led every step of the way so far? Ruler on ice is running in second <laughs> position. Keep me informed is down on the inside, and now grab second from Ruler on ice who's under a ride. 
fast Falcon continues steady progress on the far outside. Now three and a half links off the lead. Flashy Sunrise and Bird Runner after that. And way back there, Kaleidoscopio is picking up his stride like he did back in the Breeders' Cup Marathon. He is gaining ground. He's within 12 lengths of the lead. And percussion has been there every step of the way in the Brooklyn Handicap. And they're into the stretch. And percussion turns for home with a two-length lead. Fast Falcon is running in second. And way on the far outside, here comes Kaleidoscopio. And he's gaining ground with each and every stride. He was so far behind. He's not there yet. Percussion's in front. But Kaleidoscopio continues to gain. Percussion. Here comes Kaleidoscopio. And he's got it from the south. The Rider. Kaleidoscopio was 30 legs. Let me explain something now. Anybody ever have a kaleidoscope growing up? Watch this. All kinds of colors and all kinds of shapes. Kaleidoscope. Come from, they call that the greatest comeback in horse racing history. I've watched that thing I don't know how many times. Alberta jumps up every time she sees it. She'll say, oh, don't show that again. Then she's jumping up. Hey! <laughs> Come from behind, victory. They should have never counted you out. It don't matter your position in the physical. What matters is your position in the spiritual. Hallelujah! All right, let me get let me get preaching here tonight. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Now, Isaiah sixty. Isaiah sixty. Y'all settle down now. Some, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> I'm going to have the ushers collect all the cell phones here in a minute. <laughs> Isaiah 60. Now, if you are a word of faith, leading edge, revivalist, this chapter is no, you're not a stranger to this chapter. And I know uh, your pastors, uh, I've heard them talk this chapter, and I'm sure that they've taught portions, if not all of it, to you at, at, a, at a level of understanding of the season you all were in. But we're in a different season. See? And it says in verse 1, Arise, shine, for the light has come, 
and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Boy, we shout about that, don't we? We sing songs about that. We encourage one another. Verse 2 says, for behold. Now, he tells you ahead of time what to do. For the behold comes. He already told us what to do before the behold comes. He told us to rise, not cower under, not, not get an attitude. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth in gross darkness. How many of you know things going out there is gross? Now, I understand gross means a lot, you know, but there's some things out there are just gross. You know, the, the, the injustice, the, the, the uh, killings, the uh, mocking, mockeries, whatever, however you say that. Uh, just the whole trash that's going on out there in this nation is, is mind-boggling, but it doesn't boggle God's mind. It doesn't change what he said about 2020. So we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be changing what we say about 2020. Hey! If he, 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 ain't, he, he, didn't, he didn't say, uh, 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 Philip. In 2020, I'm telling you, there's going to be gross darkness on the planet. I mean, this, I mean, rioting and protesting and killing and injustice and yang, 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 all this stuff. But, you know, uh, it, it's going to be vision man. He can say it. You know why God don't say it? He don't never talk problem. He's the answer. He's the answer. See? See? But I know a lot of Christians are talking the problem. And if you're not careful, you can get swept up in that. It says, Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness of people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, how does all this happen? It happens when gross darkness is on the earth. Now, you go on and read that chapter. It's filled with uh, wealth transfer and, and, and the church going from, uh, you know, yeah from, yeah, from one to the, you know, from one level to another dimension. Right? So, what's going on that all of a sudden it seems like have you ever had uh, the wind knocked out of you? Boy, it hurts. It feels like your chest just caved. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're not dead, but it, you, you just had the wind knocked out of you. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And it, it just hurts, right? Well, you know, the devil. You do, you do realize we have a devil out there, Right? The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of what? Rulers of what? Darkness. Now, I'm going to show you something about darkness tonight, not world darkness. 
Because if you're not careful, it will pull you out of the spirit into a place of defiance, into a place of anger, into a place of being stubborn. And all of a sudden, now you're not really hearing what you ought to be hearing as far as kingdom goes. But when you understand how God's M.O. is, remember his M.O., his method of operation, right? God declares the and from the Let's go all the way back to the beginning. And let me show you something. Genesis chapter 1. Now let me give you a definition of dark while you're turning there. Definition of dark. Devoid or partially devoid of light. Not receiving light nor reflecting light. Not transmitting light or not radiating light. Dismal, gloomy. See, you have a smile on your face, but you're feeling the gloom. And if you're not careful, all of a sudden the doom and gloom prophets start making soulish sense. Then somebody comes along with light. Like, yeah, right. Dark, devoid or partially devoid of light, not receiving light. How many of you know this word is light? And if you don't receive light, you ain't going to be able to reflect light. You're not going to be able to transmit light. You're not going to be able to radiate light. And what's it leave you with? A dismal outlook. And just this gloom that just tries to just overtake your life. See? But you're going to learn something tonight. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, are we in the beginning he declares the end from the beginning. And the earth was without form and void. And what? Darkness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Let me help you out. God creates in darkness. I'm going to take you on a journey tonight. God creates in darkness. Darkness to God is an empty canvas in which to create on. So, how many of you know our God's a creator? So, how he does his creating is in darkness. Okay, y'all looking, some of you looking at me funny. Oh, my God, Father of light, ain't no darkness in him. I ain't talking about all that. Let me help you out. Did he not bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light? 
How did he do that? He created in you a new heart. While you were in darkness. So while the world is out there just going nuts, we ought to be looking for the creator. See? Because when God creates, now, all right, I'm gonna, we're going to leave this place tonight in great expectation. Now, let me prove this to you. Watch this. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said. In, in the darkness, God said. God said, well, in the darkness, God said. Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, and it was good, and God divided the light from darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Now watch this. And the what? And the what? Were the what? The Jewish people to this day start their day when? And it ends in the morning. Why? Why? From right this. Right there. They're following, they're following God's pattern. Darkness. He didn't say, oh, you know, it's the first day, you know, we, you know, I got her done. And now let's go to sleep tonight. No. The evening and the morning were the first day. God creates in darkness. Now, 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 stay with me here because you might be in a dark place in your life right now. I'm not talking about you don't have the light of God in you. I'm not talking about that you don't have, have, have the word of God and revelation in you. But darkness has tried to close in. Gloominess has tried to settle in on your soul. Yeah, the devil's been trying to give you a dismal outlook, and God's trying to get creativity to you. See? If you're not careful, you, why do people quit? Why do people get religious? See, darkness crept in. See, and, and, and started to override and rule. And we're seeing gross darkness. But God says you're supposed to rise. Hello? All right. So, Knowing now that God, well, let, let, let me show you another thing here. Matthew, let's go over in the New Testament here, 27, and you'll see how this works. Because I believe we're going to see God's creative power like we have never seen before if we will rise up. And not let those voices out there quench the spirit. The Bible says, quench not the spirit. See? Now watch this. This is, this is Jesus at Calvary. 
And it says uh, in verse 39, And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest in three days, save yourself. If you be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Here comes all this mocking. Likewise, all the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have, if, if he will have him, for he said, I'm the son of God. Now, the thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now, from the sixth hour, morashtabande karabasato, to the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. Why? Because God creates in darkness. The Bible says if the princes of this world would have known, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. Why? Because when darkness came upon Jesus, come on, the creative power for you and I to be sitting here tonight, you watching by television, to be alive in Christ Jesus, the creative power of God was released. Mercy is the creative power of love. That's not a poetic statement. That came out of my mouth years ago when I started a church plant and I was teaching a handful of people and I heard myself say, mercy is the creative power of love. After the service, people came up to me and said, uh, you made this statement, mercy is the creative power of love. I said, yeah, I know. They said, what does that mean? I said, I really don't know. <laughs> now watch this. How did you get born again? The Bible says you got born again, Ephesians chapter 2, by faith through grace, you know, and so on and so forth. That not of yourself, lest any man boast, right? But that's two-thirds of it. That's two-thirds of it. Titus, go, to, go with me to Titus. All the T's are together. Look what it says here. Because I don't want two-thirds salvation. Titus chapter 3. It says in verse 3, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived. Anybody uh, that fit anybody? <laughs> Serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. That's what's going on out there. Shouldn't be going on in here. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man appeared. What? The, the love of God appeared. Right? The love of God appeared, but now we're about to see the love of God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, 
But according to his mercy, he saved us. saved us. By the washing of regeneration. That's, that's, that's creative power. You've been regened. And the renewing of the Holy Ghost. So what have we got? We got a mercy seat. We call this the mercy seat in heaven. Remember the mercy seat? Right? But you and I, you and I as sinners can't touch that. It kills us. Right? Remember when Uzzah touched the Ark of the Covenant? Bam! He, he dropped over dead. Right? Because there was a process in touching something holy. The Ark of the Covenant, right? And so the mercy seat, God's got this mercy, but he can't get it to his man without a mediator. That's why he sent Jesus, right? Die on the cross in our stead. You, you, you know all that, good Baptist and Methodist and so on and so forth. Right? Right? But if you but but see, down here how man can't grasp that. He doesn't have he, he still can't touch that. He doesn't have the ability to come in contact with the creative power. He's lost in darkness. So a preacher man comes or somebody that knows the Word of God and starts speaking the Word to someone and faith cometh. Faith cometh to sinners or, or saints. Makes no difference. You hear the Word of God, faith's in it. And so all of a sudden, faith rises up, and the Bible says we access grace by faith, Romans 5, 2. So now they hear the possibility of being forgiven, washed in the blood, and they think to themselves, well, I sure wish, I sure hope, I'd like that to happen to me and God will take just that kind of mixed up faith because he understands they don't know much. He's not trying to send people to hell. He's trying to, he's trying to populate heaven. And all of a sudden, they walk the aisle. All of a sudden, they, 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 they fall on their knees. All of a sudden, they call out on God and they access grace to come in contact. It's not their ability. Grace is God's ability. And by faith, they have the ability now with their sinful self to come in contact in darkness, to come in contact with the creative power of love, and they're born again by the mercy of God. See, God creates in darkness. Where's God at in all this? I've heard that. Where's God at in all this? It's where he always is, but he's looking for the faith crowd. He's like, where's my people in all this? Did you hear me? Where's all my people? Got gloomy hats on. Well, I just don't know. You're right, you don't know. But see, God knows how to get his word to us. Now, 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 now stay with me in this. Let's go back to Genesis in the beginning. Woo-hoo. 
Genesis 15. Oh, tomorrow my birthday, my spiritual birthday. I may, I may just preach myself all the way into tomorrow. <laughs> you remember, hey, watch this now. You remember when God came to Abram, or Abraham we'll call him, and, and said, uh, hey, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. And Abraham said, how shall I know that? And he said, bring me an offering. Remember that? And God named the offering. And it's very important. God named the offering. I said, God named the offering. Abraham named what he wanted. How shall I know that this will be in my life? You want to know, no? Then bring this type of offering, and you will know. But now watch, there's something we've missed in this. See, watch this. <laughs> so Abraham brings that offering, right? And uh, in verse 12, and when the sun was going What's, what, what happens when the sun goes down? I can't hear you. Why is God waiting for it to get dark? I'll tell you why he's waiting. Covenant is cut in the dark. What do you think a wedding night is? It's not a wedding day. Wedding day is the exchange of the covenant words. The wedding night is the consummation of the covenant. And God takes two and makes one and it's very possible that something gets created. Why do you think at midnight there came a cry, the bridegroom cometh? <laughs> Should I quit? Abraham wants to know just, hey, how's it going how's it, how's it to happen? We'll get this offering right. But now, uh, Abraham's got, to, got his offering out there. Here come the birds trying, trying, trying to steal the offering. Where you at, God? Psh, trying to keep all them birds away. But when the sun was going down, <laughs> uh, hold your place here and go to Psalms 139. Anybody hearing anything? You'll understand gross darkness. That it's time 
for God to be creating things in our lives. It says here in Psalms 139, verse 7, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from thy presence? If I send up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely... Surely, that's a covenant term. The darkness shall cover me. Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hides nothing from thee, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. But they're not alike to us. You know, they got these animals that can see see at night. Now, now, now the army got these night vision goggles and all this kind of stuff, right? Right? But God? See, I've, I've, I've heard God. Speak in the middle of the night. I've heard him speak in the middle of the day to get a message to me audibly. See? There's no difference to him except he knows there's a difference to you and I. Now, see, we're talking about spiritual darkness. We're talking about Darkness where the enemy's trying to take territory. Closing churches down. And some churches need to be closed down, by the way. But, but you understand, he wants to stop the clean voices that are in the land. Especially a clean prophetic voice. A clean apostolic prophetic voice. See? Now, back over here in Genesis. Oh, help me out. Verse 12 again, Genesis 15, 12. And when the sun was going down, a what? A deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. Now, we're not talking about horror like in a horror movie. We're talking about something so awesome. See? All right. You remember when uh, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens, the earth, and so on and so forth. And then, you know, he made all the seas and the, and the land and all the animals. And, and then uh, he made Adam. And then he looked around and said, whoa, 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 Adam, you need, you need some help there. You need a helpmate. What did he do to Adam? Anybody hearing? Why does Adam have to go to sleep? 
God needs him in darkness to create, to pull something out of him. We're not talking about darkness where evil's taking over. See? But yet the devil tries to act like he's in control right now. I'm about fed up with them masks, ain't you? I don't know where, I don't know, I, you know, I don't go no place in Frankfurt. My kids go to the store for me, or mom does, and, and, and I know, this is the first time I had a mask on. And I said, where were we, Walmart or something? I got lightheaded. I said, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, at first I thought it was the Holy Ghost, and then this ain't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and Pastor Jonathan tells me I'm, I'm, I'm not breathing in. What's that stuff called? Huh? Uh, yeah, that stuff. Ain't supposed to be breathing that in. Right? But yet, all these little things, these little foxes that are trying to spoil the vine when the grapes are ready for harvest. You know, I'm all about, you know, standing up for our rights. My goodness, I mean, I'm bucking heads up there in, in, in Kentucky. Probably the spies are watching me, right? They probably found out I'm down here. <laughs> Seriously. Because they've been watching every night, and all of a sudden, where's, where's Pastor Philip at? He's got his associate preaching. Where's he at? See? So there. <laughs> But now watch, a deep sleep. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. Lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety. There it is. Know of a surety. This is what you wanted. This whole thing is because you wanted to know. Know for sure. Know for a surety. That your seed shall be a stranger in land that's not theirs shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age, but in the fourth generation they shall come Hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark. And behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between that offering. I heard that. There's going to be a covenant offering tonight. I heard that just then. In the same morastala, in the same day, the Lord made a covenant. When Abram 
wasn't sure. And God told him something that went beyond his wildest dreams. How could this be in the situation the way it is? Well, you're talking to Creator God. Have you not known? Have you not heard that the Creator, He's not weary? He doesn't faint? Come on now. He, he identifies Himself as a Creator. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Why? Because as you wait upon the Lord, you're going to tap into that Creator power. God's not done creating in you. Every time you get in this book, there's a creative power happening. Ooh, I just got a little lightheaded right there, and that was the Holy Ghost. All right, let me get back on track here. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. Okay. Okay. All right. Why does God make a covenant? The Bible says God more willing to show to the heirs the immutability, the un un unchanging. But go to Hebrews chapter 6. Let's just go there. Hebrews chapter 6. Do you see that that covenant was cut at night? Do you see that Jesus, darkness had to be on Calvary for the creative power of God to go to work? Do we see that God declares the end from the beginning and that the earth was dark and he went into his creating power? Do we not see that the Bible told us to rise and shine for the light is come and that there would be gross darkness? but he would shine upon us. Come on now. Do you understand that the, that, that the scientists are saying that when God said let there be, that the darkness out there in the universe, the galaxies beyond is still expanding at 186,000 miles per second at the very slowest point. Why? His creative power knows no limits. And he creates in darkness. Somebody shout in here something. See? Well, this is the darkest time of my life, Pastor Philip. Good! Well, it's dark out there in, in Florida. It's dark in America. It's dark around the world. Great! He said it would be. 
He told us this a long time ago. It don't stay like this. This ain't how it ends up. You talk about separating the faith crowd from the fear crowd. Come on now. Got all kinds of people preaching faith till what was that hurricane, Maria or whatever. Huh? Irma, Irma. But these two right here. Everyone else going north. And I'm not saying if God told you to go north, go north. You know, I'm not saying, you know, but, but hey. Hebrews 6, verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. I swear to... Well, wait a minute. Put your hand on the box. Let's see. Let me figure out how I can do this. Let me figure out how I can do this to where who I'm making covenant with understands because I have nothing I can swear to or swear by. See? For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I'll bless thee, multiplying I'll multiply thee. And so after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise, for men verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Now you better get this, because if there's one thing that's tried to hit the body of Christ, is strife. Me and this woman have been through all kinds of challenges. And I'm sure if you're a married couple uh, in, in the Lord, you've had your differences. I'll say it that way. But we cannot tolerate strife. We cannot have strife. It shuts, it shuts the windows of heaven. It shuts down the blessing. It puts you in a very dangerous place. And all of a sudden, your soul is being slapped and you're sitting there trying to confess like you always did. I have peace, I, and you're getting you're getting your head rattled. But we learned years ago about the power of communion. I would look at her, she'd look at me, she's mad at me, I'm mad at her, and we would sit there and say, we can't live like this. Get the communion out. Why? We're in covenant. Now watch this. Covenant is not for the good times. Oh, you sitting there? Do you take this woman to be? Oh, yeah, I, I take. Yeah, I take her right now. But ten years, and you looking at me. You, you know, you. And you look at that, yeah, that ring there. I mean, you see, you see, you, I mean, uh, anybody hearing me? 
Covenant is not for the good times. Covenant is what will take you through the bad times to bring you into the good times. That's why God says, I, I'm not a God that I should lie. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. Have not I said it? Will I not do it? Will I not make it good? There shall be a performance of those things which I have told you because I watch over my covenant word to perform it. Somebody shout. Come on now. Covenant ain't for good times. No, it's for the bad times. Well, I just believe God I don't have no bad times. Uh huh. You having one right now? He's already in deception territory. <laughs> yeah. And there's times I've looked at that woman and I'm like, really? All I do for you, you know, in my head. Why'd you say that? Why are you looking at me like that? Are you are you serious? And then up oh, now see that that's that that that's not here. That ain't here. That ain't here. It's here. And if you watch all that mess out there, that ain't here. That ain't here. If it's here, you got a problem. And you need to identify that problem. See? And I got to go, by, watch this, by faith. By faith. Don't make no difference how I feel. Watch this. Hold your place here. Go to Exodus. <laughs> we ain't got to my message yet. Y'all, you still all right? <laughs> you still all right? Look at somebody and say, you still smell good. <laughs> If they ain't smelling good, that was that cheap stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I just got I just made somebody mad right here. Don't get mad at that. Follow that. Exodus 10, are you? <laughs> Exodus 10, are you there? Children of Israel, they're coming out. They're coming out of Egypt. Right? They're coming out. Not a feeble one. Ain't nobody got ain't nobody got no virus. They got all the silver and gold. But there's some, there's some stuff going on. Look at it, Exodus chapter 10. Look at verse 21. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be <laughs> darkness over the land of Egypt. Now watch, even darkness which may be felt. If you allow in that gross darkness out there, all of a sudden you feeling that. He was never meant for you to be feeling that. Hey, hey, hey. I don't care if you black, white, yellow, red, brown, green, polka dot. You, you, we're not supposed to be feeling that. Why do, you, why do you think the Passover lamb? Why was all that happening? Covenant. Come on now. I mean, you know some darkness out there when you're feeling it. <laughs> and it says... Verse 22, and Moses stretched forth his hand towards heaven. There was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Hey! There's light in Goshen. Come on, come on, come on. We've come too far. This is the year of vision manifestation. This is the time God's creative power wants to get unleashed. But he's only going to do it through the faith crowd. See, see. And back over to Hebrews. My goodness. Tonight is going to be a covenant offering. We're going to break some stuff in here. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6. It says here, Verse 16, for men verily swear by greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. That's what got us on that little side trail. Covenant eliminates strife. So when me and Mama Alberta were into it, then our covenant was stronger than our emotional, what we felt. The darkness that we felt towards each other or whatever. Our covenant, it wasn't like, well, I have to because ministry, and if I was to get divorced, you know, ministry, and I, no, no, I ain't got nothing to do with that. No, God, we're in covenant with each other. And so I have to talk from my heart, not from my head, but it's got to pass through my head, which is getting smacked around at the moment because of strife. 
So I have to say, through this head that's being smacked, whoa, we need to stop this. Fix communion. And she says, you fix it. Come on now. Even though she knows, and I know, slam the glass down, slam the plate down. We got to get strife out of here and let the covenant bond because this is what covenant is for. It ain't for our good times. It's for this time. And God has a covenant with you. Come on now. And it's not for the good times. It's when gross darkness is upon the earth. I've had, Pastor Jonathan, I've had preachers come up to me and just, they don't even know me. Come up and grab my hand. I'm, I'm, I'm in covenant with you. I mean, you ain't covenant with me. You don't even know me. Get out of here. But I, and there's a, there's a whole loose language out there. First covenant church. All this stuff, you know, and I'm not making light if that's the name of a church or something. You know, that, that may be, but, you know, there's just this looseness without covenant understanding. Dr. Fisher could call me up anytime, 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 anytime. I'll take his call and I will use everything I can within my power to assist him in whatever the situation may be. Covenant, same thing here. That's covenant. See? But all of a sudden you see Strife. The, the enemy has never changed. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Divide, divide us. You conquer a church. You conquer a can ministry. You conquer times of refreshing. Through this. But covenant. Is not for the good times. Boy, I'm driving that thing home tonight. It's for the bad times. We are covenant children serving a covenant God. And I'm taking full advantage of my covenant rights. God willing. Verse 17, more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Two immutable things. One, God cannot lie. And a blood-sworn oath. The two immutable things, the bread and the wine. The word and the blood, the word and the blood, the word and the blood, the word and the blood. 
You know, you hear people say, well, blood, blood thicker than water. You know, we ain't talking about messing with family or whatever. Folks, there is a friend. When that strife starts slithering in, all of a sudden you start evaluating the other person. Every little thing they do. Every little thing. And, so, and all of a sudden you're looking at, you're looking at your, your, your fault finding. Why are you fault finding? You're building your case. person you're in covenant with. What's wrong with that? The devil is a master deceiver. And if you don't think he's a master deceiver, just look around the world what's happening. Bible upside down, Robert. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting lit. Watch this now. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a what? Where's consolation? It's right here for you, little solely. Console. Because that's where, that's where the enemy hits. But we have a strong consolation. God knows. Do you think God needs a strong consolation? I, he's God. He's doing it for us. And by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor for the soul. Okay. All right. This is my covenant right here. And I have been anchored to that. Right? But, you know, I'm living in this little world out here. 
gross darkness, and all of a sudden somebody says something. Now, why'd they have to say that? Why'd they have to say that? My, life, my day was good. Why'd they have to say that? And so, you know what? You go over to somebody else. Did you hear what that guy said? Why'd he have to say that? Well, I don't know why he said it. Did you hear what he said? Why'd he say that? Why'd he say that? Right? And then my covenant's still there. But all of a sudden, I get right. See, that's what in Pentecost to get that jerk. Hey! The anchor holds. Come on now. Have you, have you been in drifting off in this stuff now? Hey! <laughs> Come on now. When I was in the Marshall Islands, I did a whole lot of fishing. You go out in that lagoon, you anchor. You don't anchor Oceanside. You anchor, you anchor in the lagoon. And that anchor will hold you in that spot. Come on now. And you start drifting around, that anchor holds. Because if you, if you, if you didn't have that anchor, that reef right there cuts you up. It's like razor sharp. Are you, are you following? And so, the, and, then, and, 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 and shark infested on top of that. So, you need the anchor to hold. You need the anchor to hold. And so, we put that anchor down in there. And we just want to make sure. You want to make sure you got a connection. Hey! I'm telling you, if you go, hey, God wants you to know that He wants you to have a connection in the unseen so when things come against you, strife devils, deception devils, division spirits, you sit there and you start getting, hey! The anchor holds. It's holding your soul. This stuff would drive us crazy if we didn't have a covenant with God. Yeah. Think about where your soul has gone in all this. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. And I was like, hey! Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All of a sudden, it's like the scales fell off. All of a sudden, you're back in the spirit. All of a sudden, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. Alberta, Alberta screaming at the television. Screaming at the television. And the Lord said, you, you see your wife? <laughs> yeah. I'm holding you responsible for this. You better shut that thing off. Man, then we are, we, I, I, I'll be preaching. I'll be preaching. You know, an anointing hit. You know, I'm preaching to my people and couldn't wait to get home, turn the news on. And then, why do you say that? Why do you say that? Why do they do that? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one thing. Here we go. And God's like, uh, hello, hello. 
Is anybody hearing me? Look at somebody and say, the anchor held. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was designed. Look, that whole mess out there is designed to divide your marriage, divide, divide the body of Christ, divide your divine hookups. It is designed for that. It's designed for that. And God's sitting there saying, uh, hello, uh, I create in all this. If somebody would just listen to me, I'm going to create. <laughs> Woo! Everything you've been dreaming about, confessing about, prophesying about, and you're letting that darkness overwhelm you. You're letting that darkness dictate what you've been prophesying about. Rise and shine! For the light has come. Okay. Don't turn there. But Amos says the day of the Lord is as, is as darkness. I've had people come to me and say, well, the Bible says the day of the Lord is as darkness. What do you got to say about that, preacher? I ain't got nothing to say about that. I don't know about that. I know about it now. I know about it now. I understand darkness. I mean, come on. He's creator God. Make it hard for me, people. Make it hard for me. The harder you make it, the more my glory shines. I'm not saying God's allowing all this darkness so he can flex his muscle. No, no, no. It's the devil running rampant out there. And the church is so ungrounded in the word. I mean, if this thing hits the faith crowd, can you imagine mainline denominationalism? Yeah, yeah. See? You catching this? Now I get to my message. <laughs> they're, they're, they're laughing at that. <laughs> I'll make it short. Because I just got hungry. Isaiah 43. 45, rather. Mm -mm -mm. I'm happy. I love you all with an everlasting love. It ain't no flattery, uh, goofy, try to manipulate. I love you. And boy, when all that mess was hitting, boy, I tell you what, you talk about some intercession. You devil from hell. No, 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 no. You ain't doing this. You ain't doing this. Nope. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. You are not going to do this. 
It's our greatest time. This is the year of vision manifestation. See? Isaiah 45. <sighs> Verse 2. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee... You, you're reading ahead of me now. I will give you the treasures of darkness, hidden riches in secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by name, am the God of Israel. Now, let me, let me help you out now. Treasures of darkness in the natural. Coal, oil, gas, stones, precious stones, precious metals, right? Right? They're in dark places. That ought to be. Right? Yeah, go dig it out. But God says, I'll give you the treasures of darkness. I'll give you a creative idea. I'll give you a creative inspiration that just will rock your world. See, God does not need uh, some... I had a guy come to me one time, and as a matter of fact, he used to be on my staff, and he said, you got to listen to this music. I think I shared this here before. And, and uh, he said, you like rock and roll, right? And I said, well, I'll come out of that. And, and uh, he said, uh, did you like Leonard Skinner? And he named off a few, few of them. I said, yeah, uh, yeah, I was in the concerts and all that stuff. He said, you got to hear this. And I said, well, hear what? He said, uh, this Christian group has put lyrics to their music. I said, I won't hear that. He said, no, 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 you got to hear it. I said, I don't want to hear it. So he talked me into going over to his office, and he put that in. And, you, you know, the, 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 the Christian group had changed the lyrics, but it took me right back to that sinful spot. And I said, shut that thing off. God don't need to take the devil's music and put lyrics. He's a creator God. He's got sounds from heaven that this world ain't never even, is never ever recorded. See, I'll give you the treasures of darkness. So that tells us in dark times, there's treasure. There's treasure. There's treasure. Anybody listening? You know, uh, in the condo we're staying in, uh, we're on the bottom floor by request, and uh, that's what I said, wasn't it? 
fix the communion. the ground floor and it was dark out and I'm sitting on that little love seat and I'm facing the water and I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost and meditating and I, you know it, it, got, it had gotten dark out and I look up and I see this picture put that picture up there please you know how to do that Don't know how to do that? It's old. I'm going to look in there. You see that light? You see how it's shining all the way from one side to the other? You see that grass right there? That's where we at. I'm, put that back up there. I'm sitting in the love seat. Pastor Kim, right here. I'm not over here or over there. I'm right there while I'm preparing this here. That's why the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. The Bible says the people which sat in darkness have seen a great light. And I'm... That light, I didn't, I didn't even know where it's coming from. I don't know if that's a ball field over there. I don't know why that light's there. But, and it, watch this. I never saw it in the daytime. I never saw it in the daytime. Come on now. These are little signs to me. We're driving in here. There's a big rainbow. Anybody see that rainbow out there? Covenant. The attack that's been on your mind is trying to just stop you from thinking God thoughts. God's trying to establish your thoughts and take you to a higher place of just your workability. There's something that he has for you that's going to take you down an avenue that's totally foreign to you. You don't know how to do it. You do, it's, it's nothing you were raised with. It's going to be an inspiration from God. You'll know it when he establishes your thought in it, and it will bring a lot of finances into your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can receive that yourself. 
He gives us power to create wealth. God says, I create the fruit of your lips. See? Now listen to me. Because I know what we had to do to shake ourselves free of that. See? And I know God said, if you don't, the people that are connected to you, you're going to, you, everything's, everything's going to be a ruckus. It's being felt all the way down through the connections. But if you get it right, I'll make adjustments all across the board. See? You don't think your, your, you don't think your walk affects other people? And it can be positively or negatively. And then there you are. Did you see the news? Of course I saw it. What do you think? What do you think about that? It ain't right. Oh, here we go. Of course it ain't right. They're not. They're not. They're not out trying to find stuff that's right. Right. See, and I'm not saying not to watch news. You just can't let that just start dominating your life. Come on now. Come on now. I know you all got TV down here just like we do in Kentucky, so don't look at me like. See? You're not careful. All of a sudden you're getting all these notifications. Facebook. See, and the whole time we got a covenant. The whole time God creates in darkness. Folks, this is so powerful. We got five months left of this beautiful year. Have you ever seen a creative miracle? A creative miracle. I've seen many. They're marvelous to behold. And we were in a meeting years ago. Desnor, Pastor Desnor witnessed this. He was standing right there behind me, I think, or beside me. We had a boy. I had a word of knowledge. God wants to heal somebody in their insteps. I think I may have shared this testimony here before. And uh, this young man came up, and he said, uh, I, I, I need healing in my instep. I said, okay. Uh, we'll take your take your shoes off, take your socks off. And he sat down. He had flat feet. Looked like Fred Flintstone. Flat. He had no insteps. I said, Jesus, really? And he sat down, and I sat down on the altar, and I took my thumbs and started rubbing where there were no insteps and watched God in about 15 seconds put in steps where they were, he was born that way. Creative miracle. See, I've seen a lot of creative miracles, but nothing like what we're about to see. If we will snap into covenant action, how shall I know it? How shall I know it? See, you hearing this thing? Don't, don't ever let go of your covenant. 
Don't ever let go of your covenant right. Jesus paid a high dollar, high dollar, high living life price for that. One more place. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8. I believe got a bunch of kaleidoscopios in here. Come on now. Come on now. I believe the light's shining from the other side. No matter how dark it is, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Romans 8. Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of creation, creature creation, waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature, all of creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope, because... Because the creature, the creation itself, shall be delivered. How do you, how do you, you ever notice how he, he brought the creatures in front of Adam to name them? He didn't say he brought the animals. Why? He's a creator. He brought all the created things and let Adam name and whatever he named it is what it was so God creates the fruit of our lips and he brings his created things in front of us and says all right you name it house you name it car you name it debt-free living when you understand the creative power of God in your covenant, <clears throat> see, all of creation groans and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Now watch this. Mama Alberta said to me, if things don't change, I'm, I want out of here. I said, hon, you can't talk like that. You, you, you can't talk like that. Don't talk like that. That's, that's what the, all this mess is for. You got a destiny fulfilled. I don't need to be down here by myself. And she just immediately caught herself. I curse those words in the name of Jesus. I command them to die. But see, that's how strong you can, you can want the adoption. You can want, uh, have a desire to just get out of here instead of you were, born for, you were born for here for this time. See? 
Now, listen, listen now. I don't want, I don't, I, I'm not here to embarrass anybody. Listen, I'm not here to embarrass anybody. But this is your night to put an end to this mess once and for all. Come on now. There's always been division. You don't think so, Cain and Abel? You kidding me? Are you following? Well, the solution to uh, race, there is no solution. The only solution is get born again and everyone becoming a family. They don't know that, so we ought not be listening to that and letting it cause a mess in here. Now, tonight, tonight, we got to get our souls anchored. How shall I know? Right? I got to get back over here in this place of vision manifestation. It, 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 the timing of us being here with everything, it's just so prophetic. It's so, if you allow this, on time, necessary. So the enemy doesn't steal, kill, and destroy everything that you've worked your faith for. But it's dismal out there. It's gloomy out there. See? And if you know if it's raining outside and you don't take no umbrella, that's your problem. That's your problem. What are you doing all soaking wet? Well, it's raining outside. Why don't you take an umbrella? Hello? Folks, we got something better than an umbrella. We got a covenant, blood, sworn oath of Almighty God. Come on. Come on. And God has treasures of darkness waiting on us to get back over where we need to be and realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. God creates in darkness. See this? See this? And so we're going to take a moment. And whatever you got to do, you might have come in here with an attitude. Or you've, or you've been walking around in an attitude. You still got your hallelujah smile on. Oh my God. Right? Right? Come on now. Right? But you, you've, let, you've let stuff slip in. And you've let other stuff slip out. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to pray for you over that. That's you. But we're going to leave tonight with a covenant seed. This is covenant. And if you've let connections that are valuable to you be damaged, good word, damaged, let the Holy Ghost repair them. Be stronger than before. You understand what I'm saying? But the whole thing is there's treasures in darkness that's waiting on us. This is time for uh, us to be quickened by the Spirit. See, things that God wants us to have and things that we desire to have and need.
to fulfill what God has called us to do five times. So we're going to take just a moment here. And if you, you know, if you've come in here, you got something, you know, just, just tell God quietly. Just say, God, you know, just I'll let that go now. This is my night. Bless God. I just let that go. I'm not leaving. I'm not going to live another moment with this stupid stuff dancing around in my head. And then don't go home and turn the news on. See? You follow know what I'm saying? Let's just take a few moments. Play a little something softer. You, you got to get something right. Get it right right quick. You don't want to sow a seed and then have that junk still going on. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. And I thank you, Lord God, that we have strong marriages. We have strong ministry connections. We are connected to you stronger than before. We're your covenant kids. And we thank you, Lord God, for bringing this word to us that you create in the darkest times that the world is experiencing. We look to you for your creative hand. When we were in darkness in our sin-filled lives, you created us a new creation. All the old things passed away. And all things are being created and becoming new. Creating us a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within us, Lord God. A time of refreshing. You have a divine mess waiting for us. You have creative ideas, creative inspirations. Lord God, you're going to speak to your people in the night season. Go to sleep one way. They'll be in a deep sleep and wake up with just your wisdom, with the design with the place, with the know-how, beyond their education, beyond their smarts. 
Lord, we're so grateful for covenant. And Lord, it's dark outside. <laughs> You've already showed us your covenant rainbow tonight. And it's dark outside tonight. This is not Sunday morning. And 32 years ago today, I had darkness all over my life. But tomorrow came. Hallelujah. Lord, I can only give words and my actions as best I can to let these, your people, know how much, how special, how, I don't even have words for it, how we, uh, We love them and want them to succeed in every area of their life. I'm asking you as an apostle, as a spiritual father, I'm asking you with my faith that you shine the light in the dark places that it becomes so apparent so obvious the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more through the perfect day. We shake off the works of darkness out of our lives. We refuse it. We arise. We shine. We are not of them that draw back. Thank you for speaking to us. And Lord, we honor you tonight for a surety. That we will have treasures of darkness five times. We thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's new jobs in the house. There's new jobs in the house. Yep. There's new jobs in the house. Somebody's going to be made an offer that the world would say you just couldn't refuse. 
There are jobs in the house. Mm -hmm. Somebody, you, you, you got a, uh, your job situation is not pleasant at all persecuted, pushed around, not appreciated, God's going to just totally surprise your life with the job. I'm not making stuff up, folks. There are businesses in here that are going to experience just a accelerated multiplication and accelerate your product is going to be in high demand like never before now watch this you watch this and you're going to be able to watch this you're not you know you're just going to be able not now watch this you're not going to be trying to cut somebody uh, because of the high demand but you're going to be able to, to sell it at a higher price because it's good. The reason you got it at that price now is because it's not in high demand. So you're trying to move it. But when the demand comes for it and people appreciate what you got, the, the price goes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. I'm a businessman without a business. I got a business of mine, but God don't let me get in any business, his business, father's business, but I used to be in pharmaceuticals. Well, y'all, so what do you think so funny now? You buy low, sell high. Glory to God. There's just, a, I, I've, I've enjoyed this anointing tonight. Now, if you've been in strife with your, with your spouse, you need to get that right. Hopefully you did, if you, if you haven't. But get your seed ready tonight. You know how this works. I didn't come here for an offering. But this is how you seal the deal. You've been taught well here. Husbands and wives, talk it over. Treasures of darkness. You're making out a check, just put in that memo. Treasures of darkness, 5X. Hallelujah. When you got your gift ready, go ahead and just bring it up here and throw it on the altar. Like, Pastor, uh, there's something about that step right there. <laughs> no more dismal, no more gloom. Treasures. Treasures.
of darkness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray over this seed now. This seed and Sunday seed. I knew this was a two-part message. And I speak a multiplied, accelerated harvest for these, your precious people. And I thank you, Lord God, that the devil has been cut off from your people. And I thank you for covenant family and that the anchor holds I bless your people with an apostolic prophetic release of five times treasures of darkness lift your hands to heaven five times treasures of darkness in their lives in the mighty matchless name of Jesus put your hands on your head father in the name of Jesus I speak healing from the top of their head to the soles of their feet in Jesus name somebody's jaw is being healed right now in Jesus mighty name in Jesus' mighty name, I command healing from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. In Jesus' name, somebody's ankle just got healed. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody's had burning eyes. Leaves It leaves now in the name of Jesus. Somebody's been having pain up inside your nose, up in your sinus. That's healed in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Somebody's been having problems with kidneys, your kidneys. I don't know if it's kidney stones. I don't know if it's kidney infection. But I just got the word kidney. Be healed in the matchless name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I bless you. I bless you. I honor you. I speak healing 
into your people. In Jesus' mighty name, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. A shoulder just got healed. In Jesus' mighty name, move that shoulder around. You'll find that pain gone in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Somebody's been dealing with shortness of breath. Shortness of breath. It's even tried to scare you like this, something to do with the virus or something. In the name of you, breathe in deep right now. Right now, deep. Breathe in deep. You'll find you can breathe deep now in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Somebody's had a pain in their ear that goes now in the name of Jesus. An earache goes now in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who can tell right now that 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 healing manifested? Yes, what was it? Your shoulder? Good now? Who else? Your ear? Well, you need that. You need that ear here. I thought I heard you hit a wrong chord a while ago. <laughs> Don't you love this guy up here? Man, he's anointed. Anybody else you know that you know that, yes, way in the back? The jaw? What was wrong with it? And it just left. Somebody give God praise for that. When, when, when that word of knowledge is in motion like that, sometimes God has me uh, have the person come up when it's the work of the miracles or whatever. Other times it's, you just call those out. You know inside according to how the anointing's moving. And I understand that uh, sometimes a word of knowledge uh, people don't know know like for instance an ankle you might not not might not realize until you walk into your car you, you understand what I'm saying I, I cannot tell you how many times I've called out things and people have come up to me after I say something like that they've come up to me after the service or two or three days later or the next time I visit that church and they say you remember that when when this happened when that happened and you said that, and I said, I usually say, no, I don't remember that, because I don't file that information. They said, well, that was me. See? Hallelujah. <sighs> Look at your neighbor and, they, and tell them they smell rich. Really rich. I love you all. God bless you. Come on, praise the Lord in this place tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Darkness. Gross darkness. But it's a time for the people of God to shine like never before.
You know, that confusion that's out there has so many people afraid in there. You know, we heard this morning about one church that one of the largest churches in America just declared that they're closed for the rest of the year. And not going to open the rest of the year. I was telling a prayer group this morning that, you know, I just, I read an article that in the nation of Kazakhstan, there's a new virus that they've discovered that's killed hundreds of people already in Kazakhstan. Then another article just came out. In Colorado, they found a squirrel that has tested positive for the bubonic plague. So it just keeps on going. Just keeps on going. Keeps on going. And the people of God are afraid of these things and run. This this time of darkness that's out there is for us to you said it Sunday. It's time for the leading edge church to start leading. It's it's and I believe I know we're part of that leading edge church. Amen. It's time for us to start leading. Hallelujah. And what God needs us to be is one focused. If your eye be single, then your whole body will be full of light. That's what it says in Matthew 6. So we got to make sure our eyes are single, focused on the kingdom of God, focused on the things of God, and not letting the things of this world infiltrate our hearts and stunt our growth so that we don't lose what we've gained. We've gained so much. We've made so much progress, and we have no intention of turning back now and losing it. Amen? So we're going to keep on going. I want you all just to... Do me a favor and give Father God another big hand for Apostle Philip Derber. Come on, thank the Lord for them tonight. And we look forward to uh, October. They'll be back for actually a full meeting in October. Amen. Look forward to that. Uh, I don't remember the dates for that, but we have the dates all set for that. Uh, I just don't remember what they are now, but uh, we already got the room booked and everything. We're ready to go. Praise the Lord. And uh, look forward to that time in October. And I know a lot of people from Frankfurt are planning to come to the, the October meeting uh, this year. So it's going to be a great time. And until then, we're just going to stay connected and uh, keep praying for each other and watching. We're excited to see you. I don't know how many of y'all are keeping up with what God's doing up there in Frankfurt. Phase 2. And I was thinking this, I was, I was going to text you this today, and I thought, man, if, if, if Faith Victory Church multiplied by five times, phase two wouldn't be big enough. <laughs> and it's going to multiply by five times. So I hope we understand what God is doing in this moment. And stay focused. That's it. Stay focused. You got it? Praise God. I know y'all are blessed tonight and on Sunday. And uh, now we're going to be back Sunday. You know, it'll, it'll be me, but uh, the Holy Ghost will be here too. Now, I want to remind the men that this coming Saturday we have our leading men's breakfast. This coming Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. So make sure, guys, uh, if you haven't checked in already, let us know you're coming. 
please make sure you do that on the men's group me and then uh, come on Saturday and uh, again it's, we asked $5 donation but with good breakfast Chef Bear will be preparing breakfast for us on Saturday and then of course we're back on Sunday for our, uh, our morning fellowship amen again thank you to Dr. Uh, Ron and Kathy Fisher for joining us during this time from Pensacola and I know they're, they're looking forward as soon as the airways open back up again to get back over to Africa and minister to all the wonderful people over there. And so uh, we pray that God will bless you all and uh, five more houses. <laughs> Just keep on growing in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we just thank you so much again for this wonderful time that we've enjoyed uh, in this place for the word of God. And we thank you for the man of God, for the boldness and for the love to share with us the things that we needed to hear in these two days. Thank you, Father, that what has been imparted into our lives will change our lives forever and will mark this day knowing that this is the day that you've spoke something into our lives that, Father, that has rocked the, the world of, of the enemy right out of our lives. Thank you, Father, that we will grow in you more and more and will go forward and not backward. We'll go forward and not backward. We'll go forward and not backward. And we thank you, Father, that this church shall become the fullness of what you've called us to be, a light in this dark world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Now as we go from this place, I speak the blessing of the Lord upon every family, upon every home, upon every marriage, upon every business, upon every ministry, upon everything that pertains to, to these, your people. May that blessing, may your favor, may your goodness be upon your people. Let us continue to walk in divine protection, in divine health, and divine life, Father, and divine provision every day of our lives. Thank you that financial miracles are happening in our lives every day. We continue to increase more and more. God, continue to bless bless uh, the Derbers and bless the Fishers as they depart on tomorrow. Give them all, all a safe journey back to their destination, so Father, and let them find their homes in order and nothing amiss. And we look forward to the time that we'll be reunited again. We pray all these things, and we believe we receive them now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great night. Hallelujah. Treasures of darkness coming into your life. Amen.